The Athletic Podcast Network is supported by the Quip Electric Toothbrush, the Tesla of toothbrushes. Most people's oral care habits could be better. We often brush for less than two minutes and use old, worn-out bristles. Quip makes having a fresh, healthy mouth easy and convenient. Their electric toothbrush pulses every 30 seconds so you clean your mouth evenly, and they deliver brush head refills every three months, like your dentist recommends. Get your first refill free at getquip.com slash listen. That's getquip.com slash listen. I'm Deontay Burden, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. to your podcast. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Taylor. Hello, hello, hello. She's my cherry pie. Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. You have we are, you have giant nostrils, Taylor. Oh my god. Okay, did you know I once put 19 quarters in my nostrils, thus beating Mitch Narney's record? I remember and, that. And it's four quarters away from the Guinness World Record. So uh, you're right. I do have big nostrils. We are part of the Athletic Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us anywhere Guys. you listen to your podcasts. And we're Andrewless. We're Andrewless, so who knows what's about to happen. It's going to get wild and crazy, kids. Uh, the Thunder just, just uh, played a basketball game. They did. They beat the Pelicans tonight. So to uh, their last it was a fun last fun game. game. Yeah, it was last game before the All Star break. And uh, you know what a way to go into this break. You know. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, Mayor Holt said that. Uh, just tweeted it had to remind us of last year, saying that we lost going into the All Star break and then we never won ever again. Known so. hate. Known hater. Did Holt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thunder, thunder, hitter. thunder, troll. Yeah, Holt. <laughs> but uh, mayor troll Holt. But they did win. The Thunder won one twenty three to one eighteen over the New Orleans Pelicans. And a game I think it's funny is I don't ever really I wouldn't say that these games are you know must win or anything like that. But it definitely felt like this was a game that kind of stopped a little bit of what I would say was a Thunder slide. Like they just didn't look themselves against the Spurs. Uh, Boston, they look way more normal. And then if you look a few games before, even though they beat inferior talent, uh, they weren't playing at their best basketball. And still, Schroeder wasn't great tonight, which was a, I don't know. I I think that's part of the issue. This team depends so much on him to be incredible that when anytime he's uh, at at all less than who he has been, which he still ended up shooting 7 of 16 from the field, but he was 1 of 4 from the three-point line. Um I don't know. I just didn't think he was at his best. But I'll tell you, that's what's crazy is probably one of the most impactful players off. Well, the most impactful player, I would say, off the bench really changed the game in the fourth quarter was Mike Muscala, which is insane to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. He didn't miss a shot. He was four for four for the whole game, two for two from three. And like really big shots, man. I mean, they felt like okay, they've got to hit a shot here. And uh, Dennis Schroeder had that one of those threes as well that mm-hmm. felt like that. And he was one for four, but that one three-point shot felt so important for them to keep to hold on to this win. Yeah, and it also, all, Go ahead. It also seemed like a really big game for Gallinari. Yeah, he was incredible, especially down the stretch. He ended up with 12 of 18 from the field, three of five from the three-point line, 29 points. Uh, he, he just hit big shot after big shot towards the end. And, uh, yeah, just an impressive, I, I, I call that an impressive win. Like the Pelicans had won three straight. They beat the Pacers, um, and, and had been playing better even with Ingram out and the Thunder's ability to, 
finish that game on the road. What's crazy is they kind of seem like they're playing better uh, on the road than they have been at home recently. And so I don't know if, what that is or if it's probably just totally unrelated. But it, it, you could feel to me that the Thunder really wanted to win this game. And so they they put good effort in from the beginning. Uh, you know, still a lot of the Pelicans get 30 points in the first quarter, but but really close out the second quarter well to go up at half and um, kind of kept it even from down. Uh, so it's pretty exciting, man. I'm glad they won. I was really looking forward to it. They're 33-22 and 22 on the season. Which, if I'm not mistaken, they're either at or just over the over-under wins for this season. And they are just now getting to the All-Star break. That's awesome. I love that. It was also cool to see, uh, you know, Zion play against us just because, you know, he's been so highly touted of how good he's going to be. And uh, just to see, there was a few plays for Steven Adams uh, I thought was just awesome against him. Yeah, he was. And but the thing that was really surprising about it was Steve usually so he has this thing where he's in the post and he'll do a move, but if the defender doesn't budge, he just kind of like slowly but super strongly uses his elbows to get the defender's hands out of the way and then he goes up. And he tried to do that against Zion and it he did it, but it took a little bit more effort than normal. And again, if you reverse it, Steven Adams on on defense when Zion would get the ball in the post, he would lay off him a little bit. Steve would lay off Zion. And Zion would just take up that room and go right into Steve. And it's weird to see someone be able to body with him like that. Yeah, and I thought it's funny as we say that they did pretty well because there were moments where it definitely like, hey, they, they really did well. Zion was 11 of 19 for yeah. 32 points tonight. Uh, he played really, really well. But I will say this. like There was actually one play in particular where Ferguson – you know, it's just those small moments where you realize like Ferguson has really elite defensive skills. But it was, I think it may have been in the second quarter, but Ferguson uh, actually got switched on to him on the post. And as Zion turned to the baseline, Ferguson literally beautifully beat him to where he was headed before Zion even got there. Like it was, it was a crazy play. And, and it was like such a small play. And I, but I, they did get the stop on that play on Zion. But uh, he's good, man. I, I, he's going to have to learn to be more consistent from the three-point line. I, I think I heard a stat that said that he hasn't hit a three-pointer since that Spurs game where he hit yeah. six, seven in a row to start. That's pretty insane. But but he hasn't really been taking them. I've been yeah. watching his stats. He's There have been some games he hasn't taken any at all. So I think it is such a small sample size thing, and I bet that they are doing this on purpose. Like, hey, let's just focus on – certain areas of the game right now. Like, this is the start of his season, you know? <laughs> and it's right into when all the teams are up and cooking and everyone knows how to do it. So, to me, it's still really impressive that he's able to, you know, figure out his offense this quickly against these other teams because it's the past three or four games. He's had games like tonight where he's getting 30 points every game and just beasting people. Yeah, any other thoughts on tonight's game? <sighs> Um, I thought that it was important for Gallinari to have the game like this. The past two games uh, were super close, and actually I kind of felt like it was Gallinari missing baskets right at the rim. He missed oh, a lot against the Celtics. Yeah, he And then did. The, the other night he missed so many right at the rim that were so important, and it was just weird. It was just weird to see him miss these shots. Um, and so tonight felt like, okay, he's, he's back in it. And so I yeah. thought it was good for him to have this game. Yeah, and that's one of the crazy things, Taylor, is like just a few shots that yeah. they should have made would have changed everything about the last two games. And free throws. I mean, they, they were missing, like Shea and Gallinari and Chris Paul even in that Celtics game, I believe, uh, missed like some big free throws yeah, Gall- in those fourth quarters. Gallo against the Spurs was 4 of 16 from the field, 2 of 7 from the three-point line, and 5 of 7 from the free throw line. Just really bad game yeah. from him. Yeah, um, which is yeah. rare. Yeah, it was really good. It's always I think it always is important to end the break on a high note. I, I, I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. feel like that's something like you can build momentum. Plus, these guys need rest. Like I could just feel that even Steven, I think he's really hasn't been the same since he tweaked his uh, knee or ankle or whatever it was against the Rockets. But he, he, he did you hit know, his I, first ever three pointer tonight, Luke. What? Steven Adams had his first ever three-pointer tonight with us. Did, okay, was I am I wrong thinking that the beginning of this season, the first shot was Steven Adams making a three-pointer? 
he did it as a preseason game. Oh, so it's his ever like during it's ever his first ever three. So it's not his first ever three pointer ever. It's the first one that counts, I guess. But that was I was just like, I was like, this has happened before, and so that that took me out of it a little bit. But but good for him. Hey, congrats. But I do think it's very important to go into (laughs) All Star Weekend with a strong performance because if you don't, the mayor of your city is going to hold it over you for at least a year. No, he's going to halt it over you for at least a year. He's going to halt it right over you. God. <laughs> hey, you know what is God. happening this weekend, guys? And I know, Luke, you are beyond excited about it. Is this? Oh, is, my gosh. This I is know. All-Star Weekend. Luke literally waits all year with bated breath for this weekend. <laughs> I, love, I, love the, I love dunks, man. I love dunks. I love them. So on tomorrow night, you've got Rising Stars, and you've got uh, – is celebrity game, I think, tomorrow night as well. Yes, and then usually on, Friday is that. Yeah, and then Saturday you'll have the dunk contest, the three-point contest, and then Sunday you have the actual all-star game. And so what I wanted to do is I've got the participants right here, and I want to get both okay. of your predictions on who you think is going to win the dunk contest and the three-point shootout. So first up, for the dunk contest, you have Pat Connaughton from Milwaukee, Aaron Gordon, Winner. Aaron Gordon from Orlando, Dwight Howard from L.A., and Derek Jones Jr. out of Miami. Who is going to be the dunk contest I, champ? I think that Dwight Howard's going to win, and I think it's going to be stupid. Why do you think he's going to win, though? What's going to happen? Because he's, he's going to do something that you're going to watch me like, this is the corniest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I just think they're going to give it to him because he's on, you know, because he's on the Lakers. So I agree. He's going to do some really corny stuff. Uh, the Levitard show was talking about past dunks he did in other competitions, and I forgot about them. Like when he put a sticker on the backboard and then touched the sticker and dunked. And I also remember, wasn't it him who dunked on two basketball goals at one time? Yeah, and one of them was like, one of them was like higher than the other one. I think. Yeah, he raised it. Dude, he, yeah. here's the deal. Is you can say a lot of things about Dwight Howard, man, but he was a freak athlete when he was younger. And he still is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think Aaron Gordon's going to win. I mean, that is, in the past 10 years, we remember some Dwight dunks and some random dunks. But you remember that Levine-Aaron Gordon year. Yeah. You remember almost every dunk of that. And that, so he, and, go ahead. Why don't, why, <laughs> okay, they should have the defending champion on this. Why is, why is Hami not on it? I don't know. I didn't even see that he was invited, he which wasn't. I thought I was think, weird. I don't think he was. I think they realized like having a guy that barely plays on a basketball team is not the ideal way to get people excited about the dunk contest. Although well, Derek, the, well, although Derek Jones Jr., I don't know what kind of minutes he's getting in Miami. Well, the the the, the thing that's dumb is if they want if all they care about is eyes on it, they should have LeBron do it. But he, they, they, he's never done it. They just he just won't. There's, I know. He won't do it. So here's it's because the, there's there's no upside. True, there is no upside. And the other thing is is like they were talking about this on the Levitard show as well. It's like there's no new dunks. Like what's new? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's when they were talking about the Dwight yeah. dunks because they were like, "There's no new the dunks are the dunks are dead, so they just have to do really weird corny stuff." Remember yeah. when Serge blew out a cupcake candle? Yep. Yeah, and then there's one where he what did he do with the like rumble stuffed animal? He bit it. He got it with his mouth. Oh, oh that's, that's right. what he did. I think Dwight blew out the cupcake candle. Yeah, I think before. that's right. What's the best? So let me ask this question. So. You think it's going to be Dwight Howard, Luke? Who do you think it's going to be, Taylor? Aaron Gordon. I think it's going to be Derek Jones Jr. So that dude can fly. So here's my question. In the history of you ever paying attention to basketball, what's the slam dunk contest you remember the most? Oh, it's Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Really? Just because, because, like, I've only been watching basketball for probably 10 or 11 years. And so there haven't been a lot of good dunk competitions. I remember the Surge one, but only because Surge was in it. I, no, you're wrong because I remember the one. I remember one. What? Yeah, when Blake Griffin dunked over okay. a Kia. I remember that one too. But that sucked. Like that wasn't yeah, it even was a good not, dunk. It was, it was, was super lame. Uh, he jumped over a car. 
You know what else? I, the one I liked as well, and this is maybe dating me a little bit, but I still remember the Vince Carter one. Like it was so incredible. Yeah. Uh, it made me mad when, uh, like Levitard show was talking about how those dunks were overrated. You can watch them now. Here's the thing. Dunks have style as well. Like two guys can do the same dunk, but one can do it. And you just uh, are enamored by it because he has style and he's so athletic in the way he moves. Yeah. And, and Vince Carter is the perfect height, the perfect athleticism. Like everything about Vince Carter is perfect for dunking. Well, it's just the ease in which he does it, dude. Too, yeah. you know, like it just he just floated up there. So, all right, so that's enough for the dunk contest. Moving on to the three point shootout. This is the one that still gets uh, high quality participants. Yeah. And so you have, yeah. Well, I say that this is maybe the best three point shooter in the game, but he's not somebody you're like, oh my god, I can't wait to watch Davis Bertans shoot three point. <laughs> Uh, but you have Davis Bertans, Devin Booker, who's replacing Damian Lillard, who hurt his groin. And then you have Devontae Graham from Charlotte, Joe Harris from Brooklyn, Buddy Heald, Zach Levine, Duncan Robinson from Miami, and Trey Young. That's kind of fun, man. I'd be kind of excited to watch the three-point contest, which has actually been my favorite part of the weekend for the last few years. Yeah. It's been it's been pretty good. I, I In this one, I would take uh, Buddy Heald. What do you yeah. think, Taylor? I think I think Trey Young could get it. I mean, Joe Harris and Davis Burton. Here's the thing about the three-point contest as well. It's like you can be one of the best players in the league, and you can suck in the three-point contest. Right. Do you remember yes. when Kevin Durant was in it? It was so yeah. bad. And it really yeah. lets you down. It's so deflating. Like the three-point – at least with dunks, you have the anticipation of someone is running and jumping, and they're trying really hard. The three-point competition, if they're not making them, there's just literally no energy to gain from it. Like, they have to they have to be on. And uh, yeah. I don't, it's, this is a weird year, but they, they are all the best three-point shooters in the league right now. But I think Trey Young's going to get it. Here's some out of my out of left field, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he or Davis Bertans will probably win it. Or Dun- Joe Harris. Duncan Robinson, I, feel- I felt like was like a hundred percent when he played the thunder here in Oklahoma city. I was like, I didn't even know who this guy was. Honestly, like that's how little I'm paying attention to the heat. That guy just flat out can shoot it. Dude. I'll t- it's not just against the thunder. He's been doing that since he's been like this year. He's doing that to a lot of people. He's had multiple 30 point games and high twenties games. He's, he might be the best shooter in the league. Straight. Yeah. Hey, uh- well, guys, okay. With all the plans for uh, uh, for All Star Weekend happening this weekend, I hope you guys haven't forgotten that tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Uh, oh Because Valentine's Day is tomorrow, and if you forgot to make reservations, don't settle for going to some restaurant, waiting all night, having to get the last table available. Treat your date to delivery with DoorDash at home. Hey, here's the deal, man. Here's the deal. Let me just say this. So anytime you go to a restaurant on Valentine's Day, you're just going to get ripped off because nobody does normal menus. It's always some sort of fancy thing. They're going to charge you $100 a person. So just stay in. Be romantic. Order in something delicious from DoorDash. Get some DoorDash right now. Our Down to Dunk listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code THUNDER, that's $5 off your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code THUNDER. Don't forget, that's code THUNDER for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. I'm going to be doing that alone. (laughs) Hey, guys. Uh, uh, Let's do some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Hey guys, our first Twitter question comes from at the Elephant King. He wants to know: Will you watch the Skills Challenge? What about the other events? Why isn't there a one-on-one tournament yet? I would watch a three-on-three tournament. I, a one-on-one is just not really enjoyable because I guess it could be. Kind of depends on who you would. Uh, I, I don't know because here's the deal: is like big dudes not going to do very well against the one-on-one. So maybe I'm just biased against that because nobody's like you go out there and you put 
like literally any guard up against any big guy. It's like Jokic can't do anything versus pretty much the top 30 guards in one-on-one. Now, you just back them up the whole time. I don't know. Just one-on-one is not exciting. That's all I'm trying to say. What I would do is either like a two-on-two, and you could just have like an NBA Jam style, so all these people that didn't make the All-Star team can do an NBA Jam tournament, and the winner gets like, I don't know, $20,000 of their favorite charities or something it's like it's hard to incentivize the all-star because these guys are freaking multi-millionaires and their salaries aren't even what really matter to them because they get so many endorsement deals but yeah so are you so i think what they should do is do something like there was a time at least where in the thunder they all played like uh like nba 2k they should have like a guy from each team and and have them playing nba 2k against each other in a tournament, have it on like Twitch streaming concurrently with the all-star season or all-star weekend and have like play the last game live in front of everybody. See, that's kind of like, I mean, that's creative. I think that's pretty, I'd, I'd watch that. Cause it'd be like two, two guys from their teams. Like they they all play video games all the time. The two best gamers from the, that win. And you watch that game and it's an hour of, of All-Star Weekend. That'd be Just awesome. Just talking trash to each other, and you've got, like, the whole collection of people behind it. That'd be freaking awesome. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, I, the reason I bring that up, I mean, WWE does stuff where they do stuff like that. Their people all have, like, video games tournaments that they stream. And it's pretty – it's actually, like, it's become its own thing. And it's pretty cool. And I think the NBA could do that. Because, like, you know, they want to sell their video game too, you know? True. I think – I think the best thing that could happen is they figure out a way to put microchips into actual NBA players, and then these 2K players can control live games. Wow, that's actually actually pretty good, too. Yeah, think about how good Terrence Ferguson would actually be if someone else was making decisions for him (laughs) with his athletic (laughs) and shooting ability. Wow, you're you're just so right. So what do you – do you watch – I mean, what do you actually watch? I know – like I, was just I try I try to watch the three-point and the dunk. Really, that's it. I, I mean, the celebrity game, I don't know if you could pay me to watch it. The whole game. <laughs> It'd be so pretty tough. All the time. It's always bad, man. And if Kevin Hart's there, I'm not even tuning in. Because that dude just makes it all about himself. It doesn't even try, and it's just a clown show. Yeah. It's, it's and like, yeah, I, I don't... That's not for me. But even like the game, like the All Star game, like I'm, I don't really care. Like I'm, but the dunk, the dunk and the three point, I'll watch. And and the skill, like when they're doing the skills thing, I'll watch that depending on what's going on. If you have literally nothing else to do, like now well, maybe I'll yeah. do that. I don't know. Yeah, but the dunk, you got to make time for the dunks. You guys watch the game? I watched the game. I watched the actual All Star game. Do you really? Yeah. I, I like I like All Star Weekend. I know everyone trashes All Star Weekend. I really like it. I even like that um, competition where they have a, a team that's represented and there's a W or a city that's represented. Uh, anyway, so but yeah, I, I like that too when they have like the WNBA thing. I like that the year they did it. Um, but well, I don't know. So uh, hey, let's. I don't know if they still do it. Oh, I liked it. Well, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Don underscore Harrison. Let us know the odds of OKC getting the fourth seed. Uh, Where the, the standings are? I'm going with standings they're, now. They're, 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 I think they're tied for six maybe with Dallas, but Dallas just got healthy and they got Doncic. And they, they actually they lost a couple whenever Doncic was out, but not as many as I was hoping they would. Uh and then the Rockets are actually, I mean, they're kind of playing well now that they've gone so small. The only game they've lost, I think, was when Russ was out, which I'm saying that and thinking, I don't know if that's real, but I think that's what, uh, I think that's how it happened. <laughs> that's, I, no, I think that's real. It was a, a back-to-back, or Russ was just yep. sitting out. No, it was, a back, it was a back-to-back. I just don't think we're going to get a better regular season record than the Jazz or the Rockets. Uh, I don't think we're better than the Jazz. I don't think we're probably better than the Rockets overall, but also the Rockets are just going to gain, are just going to get more wins in the regular season, and the Jazz are just better. So I guess if I were to give them a shot, I'd give them a, a 5% chance. All right. 
I think the four seed will be really hard. I, and it's, I also wonder, like, are these teams going to start jockeying for position once you get closer to the, like, do teams, how effectively can you do that? I don't know, and it usually doesn't work. I mean, okay, just look at our own team in last year. We talked about the dream scenario. We accidentally fell into the dream scenario where we played Portland because we thought we could beat Portland. With yeah, right. Thought it was easy. That was a dream scenario. We get it. They destroy us, embarrass us, break our team up. We don't even have our franchise players anymore. <laughs> That's what happens. That's so, true. Dan, to can't. answer your question, I don't think you can really do that. You're you being you're that. being a real David Holt right now, man. <laughs> so I'm a realist. That's what gets people elected. Hey, uh, hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It's from at SmellyFartBox88. Oh, come on. Who wants to know how much better would this team be if we didn't give a, give Grant away for peanuts? So they got Denver's first pick, and they got cap relief, uh, first-round pick, which is going to be in the you know high 20s or whatever, 23, 25, something like that. Um, I don't know. Where, where does Grant fit on this team with you, Taylor? That's the thing. It's like he'd have to come off the bench. And, I mean, he'd be nice to have off the bench, but if you're Grant, you're not happy with that. Like, you're on a a team that's expected to do less, and you come off the bench, and maybe he'd be okay with it. But, uh, I don't know. I'd kind of rather have the pick. Like, we're the sixth seed. Would Would he make us better enough to be you know, the four or five seed. But the other thing, no, 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 I don't think so. I think the other thing you have to remember is the fact that Grant, Grant's an expiring deal. Like, he's he's got a player option for next year for the summer, and he's going to decline it and hit the free agent market. And the Thunder made that decision thinking, we're not going to keep him. We're not yeah. going to pay him 15 to $18 million or whatever he could possibly get in the next contract. And so why not try to get some sort of compensation for him? Now, I... I I don't know if Presty would have changed his mind, and I don't know if he would have gotten something better or different at this trade deadline had he waited. Like those are all real questions, but all of a sudden your your power forward position became way more certain with the addition of Gallo. Like, and and I don't, I just don't think anybody can really look at that. Like, maybe I'm crazy, but get the what Gallo brings on the offensive end like just makes so much more sense for this team. Now, if you were going to dream about doing like a super small lineup and put Grant at the five, and then you have Grant and Gallo, and maybe something like that could make it to where this team could have been a little bit sneaky, different. But you're just going to get beat up by teams that have big dudes. Yeah, and it, it just doesn't make sense for like the direction that Thunder were going. At that point, if you're going to have Jeremy Grant come off the bench, that's a luxury player. Why do you not? Why would you try to have those luxury players when you could get a first-round pick for him and just see what this team does, which was the plan from the start? Like, the plan was, you know, we're going to trade these players by, like, December. And, and the plan has changed, for sure. But it's like our best-case scenario was the eighth seed in the playoffs, and they're the sixth seed. It's gone beyond the best-case scenario. I, and to think about Grant being on this team, I just don't – it's just kind of uh, – it's – I don't know what to say. It doesn't matter. Like, and what matters more is we got to pick for him and we're overachieving. Yeah, so think about this, and, and you can help me. So if you look at the guys at this trade deadline, who got firsts? Oh, God. Let me go look through that while you all move on to the next one. Yeah. All right, our next Twitter question comes from at Oh, underscore God, who wants to know, would you guys trade away all of our picks for Brawny and Wade son? Yes. Would you Absolutely. Really? But also I'd want Bryce James in there as well, the youngest LeBron son. But there's no doubt. I mean, uh, just seeing all the Instagram videos I've seen, that's all I need to see. Let's go. There's You're just a- ready? You're ready to do it? They're better than balls. They're better than balls. They are. So the closest that I could think of looking back on the trade deadline is Marcus Morris got a first from the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, I think Jeremy Grant's better than Marcus Morris. I I don't – yeah. I mean, I'd probably agree with that, I think. But you're not going to get much more 
even if you traded him at this deadline, then I think you would have gotten over the summer. Like you kind of maxed out what it was regardless, right? Yeah. And also like the Clippers are really going for it. So they may pay a premium on some players that they wouldn't have done before. True. You know, like, so if, if the asking price is a first at the trade deadline, they're going to go ahead and do that. This is their window the next two years. So I don't know if you can even look at that in this trade deadline. Like people are not really trading a lot of first anymore. Everyone's either out of first or has everyone else's first or, you know, I, I don't know. Or we have all their first. True. 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 Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. And it comes from Adam who wants to know what NFL team is the Thunder most like? It's a pretty, it's actually, a, they haven't, they don't have obviously the championship pedigree of this team, but everybody always makes the connection with Oklahoma City and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, small market, super, in, you know, like, just super loyal fan base. Um, I don't know. I just like that question because I like the Packers. And uh, they obviously, I mean, the Packers have won tons of championships over the course of their history, and the Thunder haven't. But if you looked at some of those kind of more fan base and unlikely story of success, all those different things, I think the Thunder would mirror the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor, do you agree with that? Yeah, it makes sense. And I, I have a question for Jay, too. So the NFL has um, has a cap yep. like the NBA does, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's a little different just because. Yeah. Um, but do they have different mat? Is it the same? Is it an even cap across the board? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like everybody, you mean? Yeah, everybody shares yeah. the same thing. And I think it's, I could be wrong about this, but I think they have like a, there is no tax. Like I think. I don't know how it works. I, There's I, no tax, but I'm, they have like the franchise tag. They have yeah. all these other special things where you can, it makes it easier for the team to keep the good players that they drafted, right? Because the NFL, like if you draft a quarterback in the NFL and he's a top, top quarterback, I feel like they stay with their team more than the good players do in the NBA these days. Yeah, so the salary cap in the NFL is just way more restrictive. The NFL is the most like owner-friendly league yeah, in all of sports, like pe- dudes would be like contracted to make fifteen million dollars, and they're like, uh, "This player got waived, and the team owes him thirty five dollars." Like, uh, pardon me? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That's ha- awful. Have either of you guys been watching the XFL? I watched parts of it. I heard, apparently it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I've heard really good things. From what I've heard, and uh, I'm you know gotta be excited since it's my it's my my wrestling people. Um, all right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Matt tyranny in BA who wants to know on what planet is 29 year old Nicolo Melli considered a rising star over Lou Dort. <laughs> I don't know who else they could have filled it with. So the way they do the rising star star competition is they do it between international and uh, American players like United States of America players. And so, Apparently, I didn't know this guy existed until uh, I saw them play tonight. I didn't know who he was. No idea. Yeah, and I think it's probably, let's see, I'm looking at how many games. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's played, played 42, 42 games. Yeah, he's played almost all of their games, playing almost 16 Averaging minutes. 15 minutes a game. So I think he's just been doing, he's, you know, has seniority <laughs> as far as seniority goes these kinds of players and for us but, and like, he was a and he was like drafted in the first i believe the first round yeah so, i mean that plays into it as well and lou dort has kind of come on too late in the season to too get yeah you know something to get like a rising stars game like he he has been back and forth so much between the blue and the thunder i don't think it's yeah. realistic that he get yeah and he's still a two way he's still a two-way player so I'm not yeah. sure if there's some sort of restriction on him being able to play anyway. Oh, yeah, that's true. All good points. We've made all great points. Uh, pro Nicole, Nicolo Melli over here. Yeah, we're, we're huge fans. Oh, my gosh. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A week, maybe? 
Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically, a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want to treat that ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor, licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get your treatment that you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime that you have questions or you just want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel anytime. So if you've struggled with ED, go to GetRoman.com forward slash down to dunk for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com forward slash down to dunk for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Uh, hey, let's <laughs> move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at SoonerFan432, uh, who wants to know, or says, Buddy Heald is reportedly unsatisfied with his role in Sacramento. What would the Thunder possibly have to give up to get him? I know it's a long shot, but the OU fan in me wants Buddy to come back to Oklahoma. I can't do this anymore, man. This is like, what, the fourth year in a row that we have to talk about what what it would take to get Buddy Heald here? Yeah, Every the, year we talk about it. It's hard is because most of it is because of that, the fandom app aspect of it the hard part for me is like buddy doesn't fit the timeline like if we were going to go at it this year next year and kind of run this roster back maybe adding buddy but i don't i mean it still doesn't put you into for what you'd have to give up you still wouldn't put you in a championship window like you'd be really good you'd be in the top four or five but you'd still be dependent on some other team taking a step backward uh and it would take a lot to get buddy like well maybe not it's the kings but um maybe a second and uh terrence ferguson Maybe. What's his contract? Oh, no, it's way more than that. I'm not even talking money. Like, you'd have to throw in, I mean, Steve. Yeah, I mean, he's coming off the bench now, though. He's a bench player, Jay. Come on. Yeah. No, I would love to. I mean, Buddy's the guy you always wanted, uh, but it just doesn't make sense for what Holy moly. team is apparently going towards. Is basically 20. So, <laughs> after this season... It goes up to twenty four million, and then twenty two, twenty eighteen. No thanks. Really? Yeah. I mean, this guy. He's. I like him, but what are we going to trade right now, and for what? It goes back to what you were saying. He's not on the timeline. I mean, I'd probably like. I I would move. No, 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 no. Like if you, if you, like I said, if you're going for it, maybe then you could. I, I. Maybe ask this question: Would you trade Stephen Adams for him next year? When his contract no. jumps? Really? No. But he's older. But I'm saying if you were going after it this year, like if you're going to say, all right, we're going to give Noel a contract to be our backup center, put Hield out there, like trade Steve for Hield and throw a first in or whatever you'd have to do to get the Kings to bite. I don't know, man. This is surprising me, Jay. I'm, a- I'm asking. Crazy. I'm asking. You're like Steve's best fan. I will say this: Steve really annoyed me tonight. Like I'm so tired of him getting blocked <laughs> by people that shouldn't block his shot. It makes me nuts. What's crazy about Steve? This is so weird. Is when he's healthy, he's one of the best. He's like a top five center in the league. If he's a little bit hurt, he's so exponentially worse in his all around game that it's not. It's like. He's terrible. It's like he's bad or he's really, really, really good. There's not really an in between with him. I know. It's weird. And he, like, I mean, still, it's funny. So he got, he had 11 and 11 tonight, but he just was so, and this is kind of his game. And it's the thing that also makes me nuts is I'm just apparently a way more selfish person than Steven Adams is. Where it's like Steve literally could just set screens and pass the ball and be totally content with this game. Like, totally content. And for me, I'm like, get on the post and demand the ball and actually do something with it. He's bigger yeah. than everybody. Like, yeah. just back somebody down and dunk on everybody. Like, uh, freaking Bam Adebayo did to Rudy Gobert last night. Dude, that was wild. That was such a nice yam. Yeah. You <laughs> jammed on him. 
That's what hey, I'm guy. A little tease. The Bam is not in the dunk contest. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I got confused between him and Derek Jones. Yeah, they're so similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Trav underscore is underscore funny, who wants to know, on a scale of one to egregious, how do you feel about people who use speakerphone in public? Egregious, man. Here's the two things I don't like about that. So I don't like people that are talking on speakerphone when you're around a bunch of other people. But the thing that makes me the most nuts is when people play audio out of their phone in public <laughs> settings. Like, like in the store or something? Yeah. I mean, it depends. Like, I guess it kind of depends on the setting. But like at a restaurant when somebody's like listening to music at full blast on their phone, my I'm like unglued. In my brain. <laughs> Dude, okay, so I, I am with you on that, but I've had to be that person for the last two months. Let me tell you why. I dropped my phone in a slip, which is basically a mixture of clay and water. It's, a, it's mud. And what happened is the clay got in my speaker, like my ear speaker, and I can't hear out of it anymore. And so I have to use my speakerphone to talk with people on the phone or headphones. So I'm the guy in public on speakerphone. I'm talking in restaurants on speakerphone, dude. You would hate me. You need to get some AirPods, man. Just rock those things all the time. Will you uh, donate some to me, yeah, man. How about got you, man? I, uh, I, I, I have. I don't see this happen enough to feel anger about it. Can you just imagine, Luke? What about I can't. So, so here's the hard part about it is basically what you're saying is like I need everybody to stop talking. I have to answer the phone. Me? No, it's like not you. Yours is because it's broken. But that's like a speakerphone. It's like, hey, guess what? Everything you were doing now, please stop because I have to have this phone call conversation. See the thing. I see. I the thing that I think is worse is people that have in the ear ear pod or AirPods or like the ear clip. So they're just walking around seemingly insane and talking then, to themselves. And then when they walk up to you, this is what I do all the time, and I feel like an absolute douchebag. Is I just like, sorry, somebody's talking to me, and I just point to my ear like, <laughs> sorry. Like mouth, right, mouth, mouth sorry that's and point to my ear. I'm like, what else are you supposed to do? That's worse. Like you're not giving, showing any of the signs that you were on the phone and like doing something. So you're just walking around looking at stuff, talking to a person, and you look crazy. I don't. I think that's worse. It's also very elitist. It's very AirPod elitist. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I'm so sorry. Don't talk to me, please. I have uh, AirPods. See this little, see this little tiny white thing. Yeah, it's more important than you. <laughs> You're gonna have to back up. Wow. Um. Okay. Uh. You guys, let's do one more question, and then uh, how about I have one more question for you? Okay. Hey. It comes from at Smiling Contender wants to know when is Dort getting his contract? At Smiling Contender is tired of waiting. <laughs> I think it, for for me and the um, why would the Thunder sign him before they have to? Like it it's, doesn't it's, make sense. I mean, it's, it's clear it's, it's clear <laughs> that he's going to get a contract. It is like he's their starting shooting guard. Like yeah, for a while. Um, and it's it's hard for me not to just assume that it's going to happen as soon as that 45 days runs out. Like, they're going to sign him to a contract. It's just for us, we're so impatient because we love him so much. We love him. He is great. And they probably told him, like, hey, we're starting you. We have plans on signing you, but we're going to wait until this contract ends. It doesn't make any sense to not wait. When they're yeah. allowed to, and it saves them money to just wait. Yeah, I'm sure he loves that. Hey, you know how little money we're paying you? <laughs> we want to keep doing that until the very last moment that we have to pay you a lot more money. Yeah, but also they can say, bro, you were undrafted, and we took a chance on you. For real. And they can and also say, fun. like, hey, guess what? You also don't have any sort of choice. True. <laughs> That's so true. So it's not like, true. Like, oh. can say, I'm not the owner. Sorry, man. Because what's a guy like Lou Dort going to do? Like, okay, well, I'm not going to play. It's like, okay, cool, undrafted guy that's on a two-way contract. Enjoy yeah. not playing. Yeah. 
True, true. Well, all right. Hey, guys. How are you miffed and are you pissed? Miffed, 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 miffed you guys, you guys really just, just miffed. What are you miffed about, Tayshawn? Oh, you dropped your you work-related stuff. What's that, man? What does that mean? Um, let's see. Okay, so I teach I teach classes on Wednesdays in Oklahoma City, and I have room for seven people in my class, right? Well, yesterday I get to work to OKC. And I'm about to start my evening class, and I have nine people in my class. There's only there's only seven potters <laughs> wheels. You're like, um. <laughs> so I'm like, and they're all, like we're already behind because we had to miss last week because it's snowmageddon, and so I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. And and we get it sorted out. I mean, we get it figured out, but. It's that, and then it's a lot of deadlines coming up. A lot of very boring myths and peeps. Oh, I did have one yesterday. Yesterday, this this girl messaged me, and she said that I have low-quality clay and low-quality glaze, and Ooh. I shouldn't be asking for the price that I asked for. And, you know, this when I tell you this. It showed that she has no idea what she's talking about and i think i have my first hater because clay and glaze doesn't really work like that like you don't buy high quality glaze and clay like there's kind of a standard that everyone uses and so uh and also i do have high quality glaze just throwing that out there so have just, you? but i can't like tell her like you just exposed yourself you know what i mean i can't yeah like, takes pottery class once i have to be really professional and you know i don't know respond in some way but it just um i was just boiling like the have you of it all have you ever seen the reddit subreddit called uh choosy beggars oh yeah it's fantastic it's pretty good and it sounds a little bit like that it is in it is just infuriating what is it like? Just people complaining about stuff that they're wrong about? And no, it's people. Like it's people that stuff. want stuff for yeah, free, exactly. But want, uh, but but are really opinionated and want like like the best of something, and like and so they're they won't take just anything. They just want the best stuff, but they do not want to pay for it. Yeah, like somebody was like, "Hey, I'm looking for a wedding photographer," uh, and then her friend's like, "Hey, check out this guy," and she emailed him and or text him, and he shows the text thread, and she's just like. Uh, yeah. So can you do it for like a hundred dollars? And he's like, no, that's not what I do. And he's like, <laughs> and she's, she's like, um, man, that's awfully conceited. Do you really think that you're worth more than that? And the guy walks through like, all right, so here's what it looks like for me to do a whole photo shoot yeah. and how much time it takes me to edit and do all these different things. And she's like, uh, I, I really just think you're way overpriced. And the guy was like, all right, fine. Good luck finding somebody else. Yeah. That okay, yes, that is what happened to me yesterday, right? Basically that. And it it makes you so mad because there are some people it does not matter what you say. Like that's yeah. just the way that they are in every aspect of their life, and it just makes you so mad. That's, that's awful. I'm gonna check out that Reddit. It's that. it's pretty good. Jay, uh you've been miffed and peeved lately. I just got really miffed and peeved at this conversation and it's hard because sometimes the people that I like, I just get miffed and peeved about people. But most of the time I ever remember getting miffed and peeved. It's about like whenever I'm on, uh, in my car and it's just those people make me insane. Like, are you just lost? Like, why are you wandering in a car on the road? Like, <laughs> Oh, like surprise that people are trying to merge. Like that's the stuff that makes me just nuts. But I don't have anything specific. Nothing specific right now. Yeah, I had. I was at a Uptown Grocery earlier today. I've been really big into. They can make like a wok, like oh, yeah, noodle. Really you good, get to man. pick your ingredients, and they they wok it up for you. Uh, I'm really into that because it's delicious. It's a pretty reasonably priced, and uh, the guy. I'm starting to get a relationship with the guy. That's my wok guy, and. Uh, I was just so mad that the, the, they had one cashier at my exit and they had a line of like 15 people. 
And I was just oh. like, they need they need a second person. And the guy was like, you should get in now. It was longer earlier. And I'm just so mad. And, I, and I'm mad at I'm mad at the cashier for being slow. And I know it's not her fault because she's just doing her job. And it's really that they don't have, you know, scheduled another, the, you know, they're trying to save money and not have another person there. But I was in the moment, I was just like, oh, I want my delicious food. And I want but it I now. But it ended up being re- very delicious. And so I was okay. I'm I not missed anymore. Yeah, give it up to Uptown Grocery here in Oklahoma City. It's fantastic. Dude. Good job. I, I go to their buffet. Jay, that's where I've seen you. I've seen you there. Multiple times, I'm pretty sure. And I and uh, you were dressed like you. it was on a Sunday. You had just, like, I'm sure, you know, preached at church, and you looked great. And I was... Like rolling yeah. out in your clothes you wore to bed last night. Yeah, in my like in my sweats, and I it looked like <laughs> it looked like you were ministering to a homeless person. <laughs> oh, look how and, sweet uh, that pastor is. <laughs> yeah, like oh my gosh, look, he's brought him here for a hot meal. What a guy! What a guy! And I and I I knew that's what was happening, but you know that's how I chose to uh, present myself to the world. That's awesome. Well, boys, right, guys. this is fun. Hey, if you're listening to us, this is your first time to check us out because you found us on the Athletic Network. We are uh, recording via Skype, so if there's any audio issues or whatever, just give us a little bit of grace. Andrew will be back next week. He had strep, and then he had to go down to Dallas, and so he missed out. And we are a rudderless ship without Andrew. But we made it through, guys. Good job. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll check you next week. Check you next week, boys.